Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Well, let's talk the One New Zealand Warriors. Anzac Day is on the horizon, and we do know um, well, recent history has not been particularly kind to the Warriors when, it take, when they're taking on the Melbourne Storm, of course. Uh, an 80-point thriller last year. 80 points, eh, Ben Francis? 70 scored by the Storm. But if there's one man in the history of the New Zealand Warriors you need to speak to about winning uh, against the Melbourne Storm, he joins us now here on SCNZ. I've done my research, Ben Francis, just to make you proud. He played the Storm 20 times. He beat them 10 times. He lost nine and drew one. Wow. One came in an Anzac game. He is a World Cup winner, played uh, over 180 games for the Warriors. He, of course, can only uh, be uh, the Huntley Hurricane. Uh, I, I used to call him the, the Swiss Army Knife. You could dump him in any position and he would thrive. Lance O'Hire, thanks so much for dropping by and joining the show. How are you doing? In Grand Rapids, Michigan, in the United States of all places. Yep, no, I'm doing well. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me, and um, you know, excited to take a trip down memory lane and talk about the, the Warriors and and how they're doing, and obviously, uh, you know, discuss some of the the memorable moments for me during the Anzac Test. Uh, sorry, the Anzac uh, Games versus Melbourne. Hey, I've got to ask firstly, uh, how on earth did you end up in Grand Rapids, Michigan? Uh, so my ex-wife is a Michigan gal, so uh, that's. How- <laughs> And um, I've got two boys, they're 10 and 8, so, you know, this is home for me now. I want to be close to them. I'm, I'm pretty, you know, ever-present in their lives, obviously, and um, it's a good little spot. You know, it's cold in the winter, but, um, you know, the summers are beautiful, but but that's that's how I ended up here. Have you lost a few friends, mate, because you're coaching rugby these days? A few of the boys no longer talking to you? Yeah, I mean, my family and friends give me a bit of, bit of a hard time, but... Um, there isn't any league here, so I, I kind of didn't really have a choice. You know, the 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 league is more out east, out sort of New York way. Uh, there's a little bit down south, down in Florida, but nothing in Michigan. No, no league at all in Michigan. So, you know, I uh, and, and I played union in school, so I did. You know, I had I did, I did have a background playing through through high school and went to a good rugby school in Hamilton, and um, I do enjoy the game, and it's obviously played a lot more like league nowadays, I believe, and and more so than it ever has been. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, mate. You know, I, I do enjoy it, and um, it's been fun f- for me as as uh, as the boy growing up from New Zealand to try and you know show these show these kids how how, how we sort of play back on. You coach in fifteens and sevens, aren't you? I think you've got a big nationals next weekend in sevens, so we're delighted to get you this weekend. Uh, you always it always struck me as such a composed guy, calm guy on the field, softly spoken. I just can't vision you like giving your team a spray at halftime. I, I just I could not vision you getting angry. No, I don't think I get angry. I think I get you know I get annoyed and and frustrated and and I kind of just I, I use that as a I guess I use encouraging words and try to provide solutions to issues that we have on the field. Like whether it's you know we're not using the ball well or we're not or we're kicking it too much or we're we're, we're not being patient and with the ball. We're not building any phases. You know I try to really like challenge them on that and just say hey you guys. Yeah. And this is this is what we need to do to fix the issue, and 
you know, just, yeah, I don't, I don't rant and rave. That's not really my thing. You know, I don't sort of shout kick buckets around the room or anything like that. That <laughs> go either. Um, but I just kind of, I try and, I try and press, you know, press their, their buttons a little bit in, in different ways and, and just try and encourage them and challenge them basically as men, challenge them as rugby players, challenge them as athletes and say, look, you got to do better. If you want to win and you want to compete, these are the things you have to do and you just have to get out there and do it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's kind of my approach. The Warriors of 2023, how plugged in are you? Is it hard to, to find the content over there? Is a few illegal streams? Uh, you know, how are you keeping plugged in on what has so far been an incredibly positive start? Yeah, to be fair, I think it's, you know, it is challenging to, to stay as connected as I would like to, um, time differences and everything. And, and I've just got a busy life here in the US too. But I, I absolutely keep, you know, keep in touch with what's going on. And I always watch all the highlights and, I know I know what's happening in terms of the wins and losses and things like that. Um, and this year just just seems to be, you know, there's a good feeling about it, right? And, and I think, you know, everybody is cautiously optimistic about how the rest of the season can go. And um, the signs are there for them to, to do well. I think they've got the mixture right. They've got, seems like the culture is, is, is good. Um, the new coaching staff has have some good, um, you know, structures and, and he's got the guys playing for each other, which, which is great. So, um, Shawnee Johnson's playing good as well, which I think has been a, a big contributor for for their uh, performances of late. You need your seven to be playing well, right? In, in any you know championship winning team, you need your seven to be to be on. And I think he's he's playing well. He looks happy, and I'm happy for him to yeah. to be up off again. How long into to a season did you feel right? I know what we've got here. We're going to be good. Is it early or is it now? Like they are what they are, or is it too early for me to say that? No, I think, you know, when I was playing, we, we typically kind of didn't start very well and we yeah. had a really good back end of the season. That was kind of the last five years that I was at the Warriors. We, we would always just come home strong and we didn't really plan it that way, obviously. I think, you know, in terms of our, our belief and our – the Kiwis have been that way a little bit, you know. In tournaments, we sort of start out slow and we finish well. And that, that I don't know, historically has kind of been the way that the Warriors were when, when I was playing at least. Um but the way they've started, if they can continue to build on these things and keep guys fit and healthy, and especially in those key positions, guys can can stay out on the field and, and play together and play often, and and you just build on that confidence. Um, yeah, I think they can go deep into the playoffs this year for sure. I think it, this, all the signs are there for them to to do well. Storm is always a special game for New Zealand league fans because we've the Storm always have such a deep connection to New Zealand, it seems, that, you know, so many New Zealanders have played for that franchise over the year, and we know how extraordinary successful they have been. You, your record stands out quite starkly in comparison to a lot of others. You, you, you seemingly, or teams you're involved in, did ever so well. Playing against the Storm was a little bit a little bit different to just a, an, an, an average game. Yeah, I think, you know, they've consistently been the standard for the competition and, and, you know, we had a lot of respect for that as as a club and, and as individuals. And, um, you know, it was, it was just a great game for us to really test ourselves against the best. You know, they were, you knew you were going to be in it for a battle. If you were going to beat them, you had to play, you know, as well as you can and, and as consistently as you can and, and you know, complete high, you know, high completion rate with, with your um, – with your sets, minimal errors, you know, a lot of effort on on, on your try line and defensively, they, they're going to test you everywhere. So it was, 
it was just a good challenge for us and, and I'm not sure why, but we always enjoyed that. And um, as I said, I think they, they had a respect for us as well. And, and, and we appreciated that as, as a club and as a team. And they were just great games. You know, I think we had, you know, kind of similar styles in a way where we really liked to, um, you know, test the edges and, and play around the rock. And we had some dynamic players that could, you know, good support players um, that could sort of bust the game open and, um, you know, big outside dynamic backs. They had the same kind of team, really. And, and uh, it was always an exciting game. And it was always one that I look forward to, uh, especially, you know, when, when Cameron Smith and Cooper Cronk and uh, Billy Slater were playing. You know, they were dangerous guys, but I, I really enjoyed, you know, challenging myself against against those those three in particular. Yeah, they were a remarkable lineup, weren't they, when those three were involved? It was, I think, the first Anzac uh, Day game you were involved in. Well, you're quite deep into your career at this stage. I think it was 2009. Ben will nod and tell me if I've got that right. Uh, it was as tight as you could ever possibly imagine. But, but the notion of Anzac Day... I, I just don't know how you would have grappled with that. We, we all know how significant the day is um, to both countries, but to play sport on it, I don't know if you tried to embrace the Anzac spirit. Um, you know, what are your memories of going into that very first Anzac Day game? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it was it, it was a special occasion. Obviously, we have, um, you know, the, the Bugles would play and, and, you, and there's, the emotion just it, it hits you, you know, and you, and you understand the significance of, of what you're playing for and the people that have, um, you know, sacrificed a hell of a lot more than, than we did as, as rugby league players and athletes. And, um, you know, you buy into that emotion and, and, and they do too. And, and it just it brings a lot of intensity to the match and you, you just kind of harness that. And um, I don't know why, but the games always seem to be just uh, – just really high quality, and, and I think they they enjoy playing us, and we enjoy playing them. And um, you know, the, the the games were never grubby. You know, they, they were they're always high, um, you know, high highly skilled. A lot of class involved by both teams. A lot of respect for both teams. And and you know, I, I really enjoy playing playing games like that because that's what the game's all about, right? And those are the those are the enjoyable experiences as a player. Those those are the types of games that you want to play in. Um, you know, against quality opposition, highly skilled classy, respectful uh, teams. That's that's kind of uh, the feeling that we would always get from those from those games. In 09, you start at fullback, don't you, opposite the field with Billy Slater, one of those names you mentioned yep. earlier, you know, Will Chambers, uh, Greg Inglis, uh, Finch, Cronk, Smith, Blair, when I knew Corpo uh, was playing for them, Hoffman, man, that, that was the loaded, the loaded storm side. What do you remember about the 09 game that finished 14 apiece? Um, I mean, I think, you know, we were loaded too. We had a great year. Yeah. I think 2008 was one of my best seasons personally at the club. And, you know, we won a World Cup that year. And, you know, so in terms of the confidence of the squad, you know, the guys that had played for the Kiwis and, and had been through that season. And um, 09 was another good year. We, you know, we had we had a pretty good year in 09. And so we went there with our, you know, riding high and, and confidence to, to go there and do the job. And um, as I said, you know, we, we turn up there knowing that we're going to get a game. We, we kind of know the type of game that we're going to receive from Melbourne. Um, you know, they don't change too much of what they do and, and they do those things really, really well. And, and, and we had a belief in our team that we could stop that and, 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 you know, do that a little bit better and, and win the game. And obviously we didn't that day, but, um, yeah, we always walk away from, from matches against Melbourne, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with a lot of, um, you know, I guess, Happiness about you know the 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 types of games that we play against them and um, that one was no different. Went down to the went down to the very last, didn't it? You guys haven't played a winner at the end, don't you? Yeah, there's, 
Don't what was a bit of a handbrake to your team back in those days let you down, today. What's that? So a bit of a handbrake at your side back in those days. One Stacey Jones might have had a field goal attempt at that go yeah, that wrong. Was Stacey actually I think Stacey dropped the ball and he passed it back to me and I kicked the goal and um he knocked it on <laughs> as as they were passing back to Stacey. So Stacey I can't remember who passed him the ball, it may have been Ian Henderson or Nathan Fiend. And Stacey was inside me and he was gonna have a crack and 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 the option is you always have somebody on your left to go back to if yeah. you get it. Okay. So so I was in the pocket for Stacey and, and I was ready for that for the second part if somebody was um you know pressuring him too much and he could get that ball to me. So I think what happened is the ball went to his feet and he kind of bobbled it and, and it looked like he may have caught the ball, but I he did drop it. Um it was at his it was at his toes and then he whisked the ball back to me. Um and I kicked the goal. I kicked it through the goal and it was at the end of the game and, and obviously the referee called it back and called the scrum and a knock on. So we we didn't we didn't get the win that day, but you know, had had the referee um not gone to the um the eye in the sky, you know, we, we could have got away with that one, but it wasn't to be. If it was a mere mortal, you'd probably give him a spray, wouldn't you? But it's Stacey Jones. It's, oh, well, well done. Unlucky Stacey, you made one mistake in your career. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it was just one of those things. I'd probably go up to whoever passing the ball and give him a spray about, you know. <laughs> the, 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 yeah. But yeah, I mean, Stacey and I are good mates. We, we we had a, you know, we had a few tussles on the field in regard to, you know, those types of things. And, um, but but I have a lot of respect for him, and, and as you said, you know, there's not many things that he did wrong in his career, so we can let him off for that one. Yeah, but off the boot, you knew it was going over, didn't you? You're like, yeah, I'm yeah, on the game. Mine was through when I kicked it, and I think it was about it was only 30 meters or so, and you know, I struck it fine, and, and I didn't have too much pressure on me, and, and I was directly in front, but Stacy was kind of to the right of the sticks, and um, yeah, the ball, you know, he was moving away from the ball, and he just kind of bobbled it. Um, bobbled it on the toes there before he gave it to me, so that, yeah. that uh, obviously is uh, is a knock on. So you you get over the line in 2011 uh, again in another tight one. Uh, memory's pretty you know firm in the mind. I, I just don't know how you recall these games, Lance. And, and I've seen a lot of interviews. You know the one you did with Monty a year ago on Sky Sport, mate. Your memory was so good for a guy you know played so many games and. At yeah. times, took pretty um, you know agricultural blows to the head. We'll leave that alone. But your yeah, your recall is pretty sharp. Yeah, I think um, you know obviously you know the games are very vivid to me in, in the moment, yeah. and they're all enjoyable experiences for me for the most part. You know, I think those games in particular, the big games, and I remember that one with with Lewis and Shawnee Johnson. You know, doing dancing some some magic down the short side there and. Um, to win the game for us in, in, in 11, 2011. So, yeah, those are those are moments that you remember for sure. I absolutely recall the big moments and, and, and the important games and, you know, and some of the non-important games you could say too, you know, games that, that go back, you know, right back to my, my first year. So um, for some reason I'm able, yeah, to recall, recall, those, recall those memories uh, pretty well. Yeah, so you won the Anzac game in 2011, of course. Uh, well, you knocked out the Storm uh, later that year in the preliminary final as well. So they would have been uh, delighted yep. when you departed. Uh, the Warriors up to benches new up, up north. Uh, I'm, I'm utterly sure of that. Um, 
as far as the last few years, you know, beyond your time with the Warriors, we all know the last five or six years, it's been pretty ugly, isn't it? Last year's the highlight, 70 points, 10 going down. I quickly crunched the numbers, and I think over the last seven games, the average score's been 41-10. Do teams get in other teams' heads? Do you believe that, that, you know? Yeah. Over the last few years, the Warriors probably turned up and go, we'll probably lose this. This is what always happens over the last five or six years. Yeah, I think there's, you know, a big part of, you know, psychology, sports psychology and psychological um, impact in terms of winning and losing. And me and my team is in a situation over here where we've got a team that we just can't seem to beat. And and, uh, it is, you turn up to the game knowing and, and remembering the losses and, um, unfortunately, you know, that, that kind of, you know, that culture and, and those memories are kind of, they kind of breed that emotional insecurity in a way in, in terms of your performance. And, uh, it's, it's tough to overcome, especially if, you know, you're playing the same team and, and they're playing as well as they have and, and as positive, as well as they can. And the same guys that are doing the same good things out on the field and, and maybe you don't have quite the same talent or ability on, on the field and that absolutely plays into it. So, um, I think it's a little different this year, so we'll see. We'll see how they're riding high, and they've got some players playing well, playing as well as they have for a while. And, and, and uh, I'm, I'm optimistic that they can go there and do a much better job than they have in the last, you know, three four years. Just two more questions from me, Lars. We'll let you get back to it. Um, first one: I, the number one New Zealand Warriors fan, Ben Francis, our producer. Have I forgotten anything, mate? You are the historian. You are the historian uh, amongst us. Are you happy with the boxes we've ticked here with Lance? I we I am, but I I do have to ask, unfortunately, about 2010, which was a bit of a drubbing. And the reason I have to ask is because that was the Storm's first game they played following the salary cap scandal. And yeah. I, I I was I'm very curious to know were, were you anticipating a massive onslaught by the Storm in that match? Yes. Yes, we were. I mean, obviously, um, you know, we have guys on our team and trainers and coaches that, that have been around the game for a long time. And, and we understood the significance of what that had done to their club and, and how they all felt about that. And, um, you know, the, the champion characters they had on their team. And, and we absolutely expected them to come out and, and um, use all of that emotion against us. Um, and 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 in true Melbourne fashion, they they absolutely did that, and we just weren't able to stem you know stem the tide. They 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 had you know all the desire in the world, and and we didn't seem to get anywhere near matching that on that day, unfortunately. And um, it, it was something that you know we did talk about, and um, but talking about it, knowing knowing it, and 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 obviously trying to stop those things are two different things. So. Um, yeah, it was obviously unfortunate for them to have to go through that, and, and um, but they kind of brought it upon themselves, didn't they? So I guess that was uh, that was a way for them to kind of get a lot of their frustration and emotion out about about the situation, and, and seemed to have done well for them. The other one I wanted to ask is, and looking across all the Storm games, is there one game to you that stands out more than the rest? Um, I think Daniel said you played them like twenty times, and. Uh, from the top of my head, I don't know if you played in this one. There was a game at Mount Smart. I think it finished like four two. Um, it was like wet and horrible. There was oh wait yeah, with the Michael Whip try, like things like that. You know, was there one oh, game you played in? Yeah, I think it was a Michael Whip try that year. That was two thousand and eight, and I believe we were eighth that year. And we were the, f- I think it was the first team to beat team the the, the minor premiers ever in, yeah. in the NRL. So. 
pretty significant win for us. And obviously we went on and almost got to the big dance that year, but we didn't quite um, get there. Uh, but that one, that one stands out because I think, you know, before that, we, we, you know, 2004, 5, 6 and 7, we, we hadn't had a lot of success in the finals. And, um, you know, we'd had some years where we, we, we weren't doing so well. Yeah. As a, so, so that one was the, kind of the start point of the, the turnaround, and, and I believe, in, in, the, in the direction of the club and, and the performances that we had over the ensuing years, that, that was kind of the catalyst for that, that 2008 season. And, you know, that was the year we grew the beards and, and you yeah. know, that, that was, um, yeah, so that game in particular, 2008, stands out a lot for me because, uh, as I said, I think it was a bit of a turning point for the club that year and, and it just showed, you know, where we were at as a team to go over to Melbourne and play them at home. Um, and what was if we lose, we're out. So I mean, that that was kind of do or die for us, and the attitude we had. And um, I think we had. I think there was a. Uh, um, what do we use? Burn the boats. I think it was a phrase that we were using. Burn the boats. And there was a story about um, some Vikings that fought a war many many years ago, and, and they 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 got to the place they were fighting, and they burned all their boats. There was no other. There was no other solution besides winning. Like you, the boats are burnt. We can't go home. Like we have to win and conquer this country or or this or this war or this battle, and and that's our only alternative. That's our only option. So that that was something that we we took on board, and um, obviously you know worked out for us, and and uh, that that was a memorable year for us that year. Ironic, burning the boats, isn't that what the storm did after the salary cap saga? They had to burn their boats, something like that. The ones that have been dropped on their front lawn, <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll leave those alone. Lastly, from me, huge news. Roger Tuivasa-Shek returning to the NRL. That's a big, big tick for the sport. The guy was incredible um, before venturing off this little sojourn into rugby, but also returning to the Warriors too. You know, how, how big a, a bigger get is that, you feel? Yes, massive. Roger's obviously um, going to go down as, as one of the legends of our club. You know, I know he hasn't been there for for. A, an extensive period of time, but uh, he's had a big impact in a short space of time. I think it was five years that he was there. Um, his leadership and obviously his character and, and his ability as a, as a, as a league player and, um, you know, absolutely is, is going to be valuable for that team next year. And, and if, you know, Shawnee Johnson continues to play on and play as well as he is, I think having those two back together again will be uh, fairly dynamic and, um yeah, happy for him. You know, he went and had a crack at rugby. I think that was something that he'd talked about for a long time and that was a desire of his and, um, and you know, a niche that he, he scratched and, and now he's coming back to his, his true love by the sounds of it and, and I'm, I'm stoked to to hear that news. And we've been stoked to have you on the show. Really, I've taken way too much of your time, uh, Lance. I could chat to you for ages. Thank, thanks so much. I must admit, with the guns, mate, you're rocking a tight T-shirt. The guns are looking great. Looks like you could add to the 185. Uh, games for the Warriors, mate. You're looking in good nick. Yeah, trying to keep fit, mate. My kids are young, and you know we we go on adventures. And obviously, I'm still coaching too, so I I work out with the boys and, and run around a little bit. We we do some training, some trail runs, and still try to get in there and show them how it's done. But um, I've got to stay fit and healthy because I like to eat, right? So I I train so I can eat what I want. But um, but thank you. Yeah, I do try to try to stay healthy. And um, summer's coming up, so I've got to you know. Got to look my best. Yeah, and those big portions in the US. You're doing fine work, lads. Thanks so much again. We, we really do appreciate it. And hopefully we can catch up again down the line. Take it easy. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good one.